Yeah, probably. Let's start. Okay. Who wants? Do you want to do the intro? I did the last one. Do you want to do it? Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, cool. Let's do it. Yeah. Great energy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's up? Welcome to the Cryptid Zone. Uh, I'm Jeremy Hughes. And I'm Lois Stone. Uh, we're going to talk about cryptids. That's the show. It's in. It's in the name. <laughs> the end. That's it. Thanks for attending. Well, no, us. no, no, we no, got to. We got to do the talking. Oh yes. Right. 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 right, right. Okay. Talking what about, are we talking about this week? We're talking about the Cornish Owlman. But before we talk about the Owlman. Okay. Okay. I have a question. Okay. Okay. So, as you know, after we recorded the last episode, mm-hmm. we watched The Thing. We did watch The Thing. Yes. You were there? I was there. I was We, I we was were there. both there. We were both there. We, we did it. So, when we were recording the last episode, we went over the, like, the the uh, sort of thing about what is a cryptid and what's not a cryptid. Mm-hmm. So, would The Thing count as a cryptid? Oh, good question. Because I remember we talked about how aliens maybe. Oh, I, I want to say... God, is this, this is like a quiz of my remembering the... <laughs> I mean, um, I have the list in front of me. I'm cheating. So. God damn it. I'm going to say, yeah. based on <laughs> what little I remember, uh, no, because it's an alien. Mm-hmm. And there was a thing about aliens could be cryptids in certain contexts. And I don't remember what they were, but I'm pretty sure the thing wasn't it. <laughs> That's my answer. Okay. Well, the, the, the thing that aliens could be is if they had become a resident. Okay. So if they'd come a long time ago. Is there like some kind of formal application process for that? Good question. Uh, but then the thing is, the thing, the actual monster, okay. uh, has been in the ice for, what, like 100,000 years? Right. Which on the one hand, I'm like, oh, it's a resident, but on the other end, he was frozen the whole time. It's not like he was like contributing to the community. That's true, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. I mean... I mean, but then the, hmm. other, the thing that I think makes him maybe not a cryptid is that there has to be some debate about whether or not it's real and like pretty early on they're like this is a monster that is yeah, murdering it's, us yeah in, in the film it's definitely real yeah yeah and th- there doesn't <laughs> seem to be any debate about it they're just like this thing's here to kill us yeah party I mean I feel like pretty early on there's the point at which you you definitely you can't uh, there, there comes a time when there's like a snarling dog man creature yeah like in your living room and it's pretty hard to deny it exists anymore. Okay. Okay, so we're going to decide not a cryptid. I think not, yeah. Okay, okay. Based on the, the very, very <laughs> complicated rules that you have written down. Um, I mean, thank you, you know, Mr. George M. Ebert for giving us those rules. So. Yeah. Wait, was that actually George Ebert? Oh, George Ebert. I was thinking of the other Ebert. <laughs> no, Roger not that Ebert. guy. Yeah, not Roger Ebert. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> For a second, I was like, like "Great uncle or something." Yeah. I like. I thought Roger Ebert was cool already. <laughs> also, he's a cryptid hunter. Oh. Uh, too much to wish for. Yeah, yeah. No, sorry, it's George. Anyway, Cornish Allman. Yes. Okay. Tell so me. You, do you, 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 you start. Talk. Okay, you want me to start? Yeah. Okay, so I suggested the Cornish Allman. Yeah. And uh, I was gonna say I'm sorry because I started doing my research and I was like, wait, of all the cryptids, this is, like, one of the least well-known. Yeah. Like, there's no episode of Monster Quest on the Cornish Owlman, because it's, I mean, There is Americans... an episode of The Lost Apes. Is there? Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. <laughs> I did I did watch a cartoon called The Secret Saturdays, <gasps> which has a Cornish Owlman episode. Incredible. Um, yeah, it was, it was weird. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't learn much about the Owlman. Okay. Um... What I did learn pretty early on is if you Google Owlman, yeah. it just comes up with Batman's evil alternate universe older brother. 
Oh, I didn't know that he was a thing, but I'm glad that I, he is. Yeah, I it's... Was, was, isn't the owl man in the Watchmen? Or is that... Uh, yeah, that's a different owl. To, God, I'm I'm gonna... I'm not sure if his name is Owlman. Is it Owlman? But yeah, the dude from Watchmen. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, because he did come up a little bit when I was searching as well. Yeah, but but there's but apparently... He's not, he's, I, yeah. Well, I mean, Watchmen is its own thing, Yeah, right? yeah, but he's not Batman's, like, alter ego, but, but, alter universe older brother. Right, so the, the story behind Owlman, yeah. the Batman villain... Okay, yes. ...is it's an alternate universe yeah. where Batman had an older brother... Bruce Wayne had an older brother called uh, Thomas Wayne Jr. <gasps> yep. Uh, and so instead of the... Uh, sorry, spoilers for Batman. <laughs> <laughs> but instead of uh, Bruce Wayne's parents being killed by uh, uh, a guy who's trying to rob them, Joe Chill, the yeah. thief, yeah. what happens in this universe is a policeman brings Batman's dad in for questioning, or is like, we need you to come with me. Mm-hmm. And Batman's dad is like, no, I'm not coming with you. And then there's, there's a fight, and Batman's mum and Bruce Wayne <gasps> get murdered as children. Yeah. Oh my God. Batman's older brother yeah. uh, gets taken away by Joe Chill, the thief, <gasps> who raises him to a life of crime. Oh my God! He becomes evil Batman. <laughs> oh, my, this is the most exciting thing I've heard today. Yeah, right. Forget the cryptid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like enough of that. We're now only talking about the alternate universe superheroes. Yeah, uh, and that's all I know <laughs> from Wikipedia. Okay, you know how they keep making Batman films. I do know that. <laughs> um, and there's just a lot, like, every other year or something. Let's get rid of those. Mm-hmm. All of the combined budgets yep. of all the Batman films into an Owlman film. Okay, so, well, I, I think maybe let's take it a step further. Okay. And let's just do... Can we just, like, make the AUs, the alternate universes, just the real universes now? Yes. Can we have evil Batman, Owlman instead of Batman? Yes. Can we get Miles Morales as Spider-Man? Absolutely. Can we get Spider-Gwen? Yes. Can we get, uh, you know, all of them? Yeah. Okay. Cool. So if you are an executive of a film studio listening to this... Yeah, to all the executives <laughs> listening to this right now. Uh, please, we would like these films. Uh, you're guaranteed at least two tickets for when they come out. Yeah, please stop uh, Probably hiring. four, because we'll bring friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. I can do that. Um, yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> so when you suggested the Owlman, I'd never heard of him. Okay. And my my picturing of him mm-hmm. uh, was in the style of BoJack Horseman. Great. So just like a man with an owl head, but like in like Regency dress. Interesting. <laughs> like I'm talking like you know the little heeled boots with like the buckle on the front. So like... the, the the question I have <laughs> is that the first ever reported sighting of the Owlman. <laughs> Was in 1976. Yes. So wouldn't he be wearing, like, a really drab suit? Okay, well, when I pictured this, I didn't know that the first sighting was in 1976. So you thought it was an ancient Owlman. Well, I a... mean, we just did get off of the Jersey Devil, who... That's true. ...who yeah. is of that period. That's fair. So I guess instead the Owlman is Bojack <clears throat> Horseman-style owl, but wearing, like, I don't know, I'm you know those, like, sort of slightly flared trousers yeah. with the big belt and then, yeah, like, yeah. the button-up? Uh-huh. Yeah, I yeah, could Yeah, I could that. go for that. Yeah. I, I do find it weird that the Owlman is younger than my parents. <laughs> yeah. Um, we should probably tell people about the Owlman. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, okay. So, we've said first setting, 1976, um, mm-hmm. in uh, in Cornwall. In Mornan. Mornan. Yeah. I'm, I, I have a lot of trouble with this. I don't, I don't know how to say it either. <laughs> well, it was one of the things that I was loving when I was watching YouTube videos about mm-hmm. the, the Owlman, because, like, any... Any like small place name in 
England, an American is just not going to be able to pronounce. Oh, yeah, it's true. It just can't happen. And so, like, listening to the American YouTubers being like, Monan, and you're like, I don't know what it is, but I know it's not that. Yep. I was in a work <laughs> meeting today with Americans. Um, one of them pronounced Worcester as Worcester. <laughs> Incredible. And it's like, there's not even an H. What are you doing? Um, I was at a thing once where we were doing a, a group reading of the importance of being earnest. Okay. As one does. Great. Um, and they talked about Shropshire, and nobody could say Shropshire. But that one's but easy. I could, because I had a friend who had taught me how to say Shropshire, because that's where she's from. And so everyone was amazed but by my ability. No, okay. <laughs> no. I have some... I have some concerns about this. Okay. Like, okay. Uh, let me stop shouting. Um, like, I get the English place names thing yeah. a bit because like sure like Worcester yeah. Leicester I, I understand that because how you say it and how it's written yeah are no like the, yeah they're different mm-hmm. yes Shropshire <laughs> it's Shrop and Shire yeah but we like to say every single letter right and we like we like everything really really pronounced and people want to say it Shropshire okay which like I can see it, but also no. I can get that. All right. Yep. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Elman, um, do you have a, the story of the first viewing? Because I feel like we get the, the description of him. I have a short... Um, so I need to level with you here. Yeah. Um, it does look like uh, I have a lot of notes written in this book. <laughs> but if you look carefully, you will see that they are just the lyrics to Rena Mix to Ignition by R. Kelly. <laughs> Um, why have you written them down? Um, For this joke. <laughs> so when I say I haven't done any research, what I mean is I had time to do research and I spent that time writing down all the lyrics to R. Kelly's Ignition for a joke. Um, question, did you know them off by heart? Mostly, actually, yeah. Nice. I did have to look up a couple of lines because like, sometimes like one thing I didn't realize is... Uh, <clears throat> and one thing you... There are two things I realized... There are two things anyone will realize when they have to write down all the lyrics to Ignition. Yeah, remix um, Ignition. Remix to Ignition, yeah. of course. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Um, first one is, I'm pretty sure R. Kelly just wants to fuck his car. <laughs> um, I mean, sure, yeah. Uh, yeah. And the other one is, these lyrics are really bad. <laughs> like, they're so bad. So the thing I wasn't sure about yeah. is whether it was when he sings, so baby, give me that toot toot, let me give you that beep beep. Yeah. Um, which does sound like the words to a children's song. <laughs> uh, I just wasn't sure if it was him. So it, it's it's her giving the toot toot and then yeah. it's him giving back the beep beep. I yeah. just wanted to make sure I had that the right way around. Yeah. Because maybe he's giving the toot toot and then she's returning the beep beep. <laughs> um, but he's giving both of them. Oh, no, no. He's giving one and receiving the oh, other. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's giving the toot toot, and then oh, okay, she and okay. it's an equitable exchange, okay. for sure. Well, you know, you want every relationship to be an equal, like give and take. So. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't think remix recognition is that. <laughs> well, one of my favorite things about that song is that he like gives you the the agenda for the night, uh-huh. and I, I find that like really polite because you know when you go on a night out and you don't know people too well and you like don't know what's gonna happen. Yep. I really like it when people are like, "Here's what we're gonna yeah, do." Round about ten, we're gonna leave the lobby. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, we're gonna go to the party, and mm-hmm. then after the party, we're gonna go to the hotel lobby. Yeah. And there will be food everywhere as yeah. if the party was catered. Yeah. yeah. So 
I mean, really, really polite uh, of our Kelly. Yeah. Um, so. Anyway. Okay, so this means that I, I have lots of information. I got very excited. Okay. <laughs> um, so, um, you said you watched some YouTube videos, so I'm guessing that you've heard some of this. Yeah, I do know some. I do yeah. know the, the basic thing for where the story came from. Yes. I did some basic Googling. Okay, excellent. So, Cornwall, 1976, is mm-hmm. the first sort of sighting that kicks off yeah. all the Alman stories. I want to say Judy yeah. and Vicky. Uh, June and Vicky. Oh, so close. Yes. Yeah. So, that's April 17th, 1976, mm-hmm. uh, in the village of Mon and Smith. And you know that I love my, um, my like, meandering thought processes. Yep. So, I did look up uh, what Monin means where it came from and it's after St. Monin okay who uh, the the parish website says is said to have been a, a, a like monk who just settled in the nearby in the 6th century is St. Monin the monk the monk the, the saint of anything um, I couldn't find it anywhere and Jonathan Downs who wrote this beautiful book that we'll discuss in a little oh, bit I love this book um has, is it did say something I can't remember what it was where he was like nobody knows so uh, that's cool I guess and he has done his research Amazing. so if he says nobody knows then that's just the truth so this isn't a search for the Jersey Devil revisited kind of deal then no is oh not. no this guy I mean everyone should buy this book it cost me twelve fifty on Amazon was it worth it worth every single penny oh my god um, I borrow this from Yes, you. for everyone at home, this book is like... It's, it's a 300 brick. pages. It's a big book. And it these are... so big. It's, that's like almost A4 size as yeah, well. it's huge. It's like the size of a textbook. And it's got loads of pictures. It's got all of the copies of all of the like articles he discusses. That sounds really cool. And great art. And he... So he talked about the Owlman. We're just, just going to go sort of into the book now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he also talked about some of the other monsters that were going on. And sort of just other like cryptid related drama is it and his own life is it, and it's amazing is it cornwall specific or uh mostly cornwall specific they do talk he does have a chapter where he talks about like sort of fairies and other apparitions because he has a certain theory about what he thinks the owlman is okay um so we can get to that a little bit cool. um but yeah anyway first view first sighting 1976 uh, so June and Vicky, which are who are ages nine and twelve, but I can't remember which way around it was. Sure. Um, they're out and they see uh, the Owlman, um, and they absolutely lose their shit mm-hmm. um, about him. And they run to their dad, yep. Don, um, and they're terrified. And Don goes to this guy uh, Tony mm-hmm. Doc in air quotes, yep. Shields, mm-hmm. to tell him about it. Um, and when I looked it up, like on Wikipedia, it just says like. Oh, like, he he heard that Doc was researching sort of monsters in the area or whatever. What Doc says happened is that... Uh, so Doc Shields was in the area researching this uh, sea monster called mm-hmm. Magwar. Mag- Magnar? I get to that. <laughs> cool. <laughs> researching a monster. And, um, uh, yeah, so people knew that he was, he was uh, researching monsters. Um, but Don apparently didn't just go to him. Apparently, he like saw him at a fair and was like, "What are you pulling to terrify my children? How oh. dare you? They're so scared. This is the worst." And Doc is like, "I've done a lot of weird stuff in my life, but I have not been perpetrating this 
at the moment. Okay. Uh, and so then Don Melling was like, oh crap, this thing that my daughter saw was real. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they ended up cutting their, uh, their holiday short and going back yep. up to Lancashire where they lived. Um, yeah, so that, that's the first sighting. Uh, after that, we get Sally Chapman and Barbara Perry in ni- also in 1976. Mm-hmm. Um, so they saw they were camping in the woods, and then they uh, hear a hissing, and they look, and the owl man's there, and he flies out, and they get really scared, and uh, they go to see Doc Shields because he's been publishing about the owl man. Yep. Um, and they both draw pictures mm-hmm. uh, of him, and that was the other thing, June and. Vicky had drawn pictures. Oh, yes. yes. I've seen the picture. We will come to that <laughs> a long um, time. Yeah, well, I was really skeptical of that picture because I was like, this does not look it's like a It's just an owl. Um, it's just a picture of an owl is it, the thing. It Well, also, just like, it's the lines are like so regular in it. and just oh, you, like, oh, I see. You think it's not a kid's drawing. Well, but then it turns out it's not a kid's drawing. Oh. Apparently, it was like a reproduction of that for the pamphlet that they were producing. Oh, so they copied another drawing off the drawing. Yes. So the drawing that goes around is... And there's three different versions, like, slightly different versions of the original drawing. <laughs> okay. I just um, love the idea that they're making... <laughs> they're making a pamphlet about the Owlman, and they get the original picture, and they're like, well, this is just a shit kid's drawing. We can't send people this. Um, so they have... That's, that one. That's just... The thing is, though, is the... And then it's... That one's slightly different. So and the... Then, and then... They're all pretty similar, though. The thing is, so obviously this is bad podcasting because you can't see these pictures. Yeah. Let me let me describe. Basically, it's like basically like a person with a really freaky Darth Vader face, Mm -hmm. but the the wings are really big. The wingspan is huge. Like the wingspan, each wing is as wide as the whole human body is tall. Yeah. And this is where the problem that I have comes in, right? Mm -hmm. Because what they're saying is. Okay, it's a human-sized torso with really big wings, mm-hmm. and I think that's pretty similar to a owl-sized torso with owl-sized wings mm-hmm. closer. <laughs> um, I, I I see what you mean. Um, like if I looked at that from across the room, I might just think that was a drawing of an owl. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I know what you mean. Yeah. Um. <sighs> But yeah, but then I think that, uh, like, they have the actual drawings from Sally Chapman and Barbara Perry in this book. Mm-hmm. So, when when they went to Doc Shields, he asked them to draw the pictures separately and deemed that they're, like, different enough that they weren't, like, colluding, but, like, similar enough that they saw the same thing. Okay. Um, and so these ones include the detail of the pincer feet, which everyone subsequent to that brought up. But, like, couldn't they have talked to each other between seeing the Owlman and drawing the Owlman? They, they could have, it's true. But then, uh, I think Barbara Perry uh, wrote Jonathan Downs many years later. Okay. And and uh, gave her story again as a, as a grown woman. Um, and she said pincer feet again. Pincer feet again. Huh. Um, What's the deal with the pincer feet? I don't know what the deal with the pincer feet is. Um... Some of the websites that I was reading said, like, referred to the Owlman as, like, the Death Raptor. That's a good name. killed anybody. That Um, we know of. (laughs) True, true. But also, like, a lot of them had a lot of similarities to Mothman. Okay, yes, this is something I read. Yeah, but Mothman is sort of supposed to be a harbinger of doom, Mm -hmm. whereas the Owlman is not. 
Right. <laughs> um, he just sort of pops up sometimes. Harbinger um, of Cornish things. I don't know, ice cream. What else does Cornwall have? Uh, art. Lots of good art in Cornwall. Yeah, lots of bluegrass music. Do you really? I yeah, didn't know that. Yeah, they have a big festival. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Um, anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, so they see him in 1978. Mm-hmm. No, that's 1976. Two other girls see Alman in uh, 1978. And this, this um, does this all come through Doc Shields? Well, it does until Gavin. Until Gavin. Yes. So uh, in uh, 1989, Gavin okay. and his girlfriend see uh, the Alman. Um, but, but before we get to this. Thing, I wanted to talk about the 76 because there's lots of weird stuff that happens in Cornwall about that time. Okay, tell me. Um, so, just for because I'm going through my notes, this is all from the same thing, that, uh, that you have uh, Morgar the Sea Serpent. Okay. Um, you have um, this this quote, I think it's from Jonathan Downs, but it was quoted in this uh, this article that was on a website called The Lineup, mm-hmm. and it says, Droughts floods, heat waves, mobs of feral cats, and flocks of birds beating them to death against the walls of a woman's house were all reported by residents. Holy shit. Flocks of birds. Flocks. Flocks. Yes. Crazy. Um, and then this book actually has a, a thing about that, where like these birds were literally just flying into her windows, like, covering her windows with blood. Oh, Jesus, that's intense. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so 1989... Gavin sees a, Gavin's a, a fake name that he's going to see. Okay, right, because yeah. he doesn't want that owl man to hunt him down well, based he, on he, his like, name. Well, because he knows it's ridiculous, and so he doesn't want people to know that it's him. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so he's holidaying with his girlfriend and her family. They're both, like, 12 at the time. Okay. Uh, so oh, so, so this does happen in... Does this happen in 89, or is he recounting in 89? In 89. Okay, it happens cool. in 89. Cool. Um... So they say that he's about five feet tall, mm-hmm. like I said, high ankles, and the feet were large with the pinchers. Okay. Um, and but they say that he's gray and brown, whereas before he'd been black. Um, yeah. And then there's also a sighting in 1995 mm-hmm. uh, from a woman from Chicago who like wrote a letter to the Western Morning News, um, saying that uh, um, she'd like seen it, and she had been, like, working, but she was a student at the Chicago Field School. Okay. And so this is used as, like, oh, like, someone right. from the Chicago Field School. Right, someone who knows about animals, yeah. right? Yeah, and that one is also <clears throat> connected to Doc Shields. Okay, cool. Um, yes. So, uh, Gavin is actually a friend of Jonathan, well, becomes a friend of Jonathan uh, Downs. Through the, the mutual love. Yeah. Or, well, Jonathan uh, Down reaches out to him and is like, would you tell okay. your story of the Owlman? Right. We'll keep it all confidential and then they just become buds. In a way, isn't it nice that the Owlman is bringing us all together? <laughs> yes. Maybe that's all the Owlman wants. Maybe it is, because we don't know what the Owlman wants. That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's a, a book called Alien Animals uh, that came out in 1985 by Janet and Colin Board that says that Monon Church was built in the middle of a prehistoric earthwork. So the church might be on a ley line. And then in uh, Jonathan Down's book, he like gives some information about the ley line. Um, I am always like kind of dubious about how I feel about ley lines. Okay. 
How come? Well, okay, I don't like how they're often presented as if, like, ancient peoples were like, ah, yes, this is a ley line, we'll build stuff here. Well, you don't know what was going on in well, their lives. I mean, I have two degrees in archaeology. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I retract that. <laughs> you do know what was going on in their lives, and I apologize. <laughs> I mean, I just feel like it gives them a little bit, like, more <laughs> knowledge. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been shut down so hard in my life. <laughs> oh, that was very good. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. Anyway. <laughs> um, right. Yeah, well, the, so this is like the thing is that I think that ancient people building things, like I can sort of get behind the idea that there's some sort of force that draws people to a place, but I don't think that they're making a conscious decision right. to build something because of this force. Okay, I see. Um, which is which is why I'm like, I don't know. Right. Like, if a ley line is there, we'd be like, oh, that's cool, but we're not gonna, we're not gonna give that the reason. Sure. Yeah, so that's how I feel about okay. ley lines. <laughs> um, yeah. So do you think that, do you think that there isn't a ley line there, or are you... Um, I don't think that, like, these, like, the earthwork and the church are there. Be- okay, because of a, because because of of a magical line. line. Yeah. Right. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So, other things about the Owlman. Um, oh, there was another viewing in 1970. I'm sorry, these are all out of order. No, by two worry. female French students who were studying summer courses. Okay. And they saw him, and they freaked out, and they told their landlady, and mm-hmm. she told Doc Shields. Cool. Um, so she... Okay, there's another Doc Shields yeah. connection here. Yeah, then. and so a lot of like skeptics obviously are like, oh, loads of these are coming through Doc Shields. Um, I'm, I'm not a natural skeptic. I just went to this guy's Wikipedia page. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> oh, this guy apparently has a history of hoaxes. Yes, he does. He's also a wizard. And he uh, spends a lot of time with witches. Okay, well, that sounds cool. Yeah, and did some like monster raising with witches. And there's a really good story in here. <laughs> Yeah, please do. That sounds um, cool as hell. Yeah, but one of the things that Dunham's argues is that like Cornish people, you know, they're they're like small town people, mm-hmm. and they they trust Doc Shields because he's around all the time. He's doing loads of stuff, sure. and so they're probably more willing to speak to him, okay, than than other people. Which I think is a fairly good point. Like I've met small town English people. Yes, <laughs> um, we all have. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So one of the interesting things is that all of the witnesses except for Gavin are young women. Interesting. I hadn't put that together. Yeah. Hmm. And he was with like a young woman. Okay. So it's theorized that So uh, you think the Alman is just looking for love. Yeah, I mean Downs has some theories about like they're all sort of puberty age, so maybe okay. it's like just hormone levels that's showing okay. them. Right. Um yeah, I think the oldest would be the woman from the field school, because obviously sure. she'd be like, mm-hmm. you know, early 20s, probably. Yeah, I mean, we've all been there. Yeah. You're 16, you start seeing owl monsters everywhere. <laughs> I mean, that's how my puberty experience, like mm-hmm. boobs, menstruation, yep. cryptids. Owls. Yep. Um, people, owl people. Owl people. All of that. Yeah. Um, I did actually have it is. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Not with owl people, but I was camping, and, uh, like, me and my ten mates were awoken by this noise. Okay. That it's, it legitimately sounded like howling, 
and we were like, we're going to die. Like, coyotes have come yep. for us. Mm-hmm. And then my friend just, like, rolls over and he's like, you guys, it's owls. Go back to sleep. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, um, and that's probably the most scared I've ever been in my life. Wow! So you um, have you and owls have a history. Yes, I've been watching a lot of Twin Peaks recently, so I've been thinking about owls a lot too. <laughs> I've not seen Twin Peaks. There's a there's a whole thing with owls. I'll t- I think I've seen this on the internet. Oh really? Yeah. The Twin Peaks owls thing. That will just owls are often associated with Twin Peaks. Well, there's, there's, a, there's a famous line from Twin Peaks, which is the owls are not what they seem. <laughs> And this applies to this podcast. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. I, I would, I could easily talk about Twin Peaks for hours on end, but I won't because okay. I don't want to spoil it for That's you. That's a different podcast. Yes. Um, <laughs> Listen to our other podcast, the <laughs> Twin Peaks show. No, don't. God. Um. Yeah. So, uh, um, what, what else have I got? Um. Oh, there's an article from 2009 I found on uh, for Country File by the Reverend Lionel Fonthorpe. <laughs> um, and it just tickled me that a reverend was writing about it. Um, yeah, and a reverend called Lionel Fonthorpe. Yeah, good name. Um, but he talks about how in 1926 there was a report in the Cornish Echo about some boys who were chased by a very, very large, ferocious like bird that tried to kill them. Um, so theorized that this is Yep. in 1926 mm-hmm. um, and also talk- talks about ley lines which was interesting that he's talking about like the church is like being on a ley line and I'm like aren't you supposed to not believe this stuff yeah. reverend uh, uh, isn't your um, religion supposed to be based on that religion but like you don't believe but, this ex- exactly yeah and also like doesn't the bible talk about not believing in witchcraft or something I'm pretty sure I read that <laughs> um, yeah but he had a great quote where he says but surely monsters can't really uh, aren't really on the hunt in our green and pleasant land, um, which is the most English sentence I've read in a while. Yeah, I mean it is quite green, but yeah, um, but pleasant. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so anyway, so some people think that Owlman is a uh apparition from the depths of hell, which I think is kind of an overstatement. Yeah, I think that's really harsh because, like, um, we did the Jersey Devil, and even even the Jersey Devil, we were like, well, the Jersey Devil is scary and has eaten animals, but has yeah. never eaten a person. Yeah. Cornish Owlman never done yeah. anything to anyone. He just shows up. Man. People, people just like, what if he just wants to hang out and people are like, whoa, get away, you monster. Yeah. I actually feel really bad for the uh, for the Cornish Owl Man mm-hmm. because there's no evidence he's anything other than a chill dude. Well, I mean, people do say that they feel very haunted when they see him, but I feel like he's but not like, he hurt can't, them. He can't help that. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's that's just how he looks. Yeah, 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 true. Like, there's only so much you can do. <laughs> if you're, like, a six-foot-tall Owl Man. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta like, work with your... Like, you can do some feather styling, maybe, but there's only so far you can take it. Yeah, that's true. Um... Yeah. So, one of the things that I liked, one of the theories I liked, well, this is my theory. Okay. I want to hear your theory. Okay. So, because there's some that people that think that's a hoax, that's boring, who cares? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Jonathan Downs thinks that the Owlman is uh, a psychological like, phenomenon, like a okay. manifestation okay. of, like, yeah, psychological stuff that's going on, which I, I think is very compelling. 
Any specific um, psychological stuff, or is it just generally? I feel like that that there is some power in this place. Oh, that's, okay. That is that's like evoking a feeling. Yeah, and and okay. creates this sort of vision. Okay. Um, and he does say that uh, uh, he thinks the initial the initial story was made up. Right. But then this created like the people actually did start seeing the owl man right and so he does have this quote where he says like um uh what does he say okay he says um i think tony invented the owl man for fun um he read john keel's book on the mothman prophecies and said oh i want a bit of that and made up this mythos and when it started to come true no one was more surprised than him right um and this is from a uh student documentary that i found on youtube uh, called the Alman of Monin. That's cool. Um, but there is another thing I found that related uh, the Alman to the Bat Beast of Kent, um, which was in 1963, um, four British teens saw UFO land in Kent and then saw a beast that looked a lot like the Alman. Okay. Um, so this is obviously 1963, uh, Alman's 1976. Um, so maybe the Alman came from space. Yeah. Um, and just hung out for 14 years. Yeah. And then, yeah. yeah. Well, someone, I did see one thing where somebody thought that it was, um, uh, like a lost alien pet. Maybe? Ooh, interesting. Right. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm, I'm sort of liking this, like, cause you know, um, Mothman also appears sort of around this time in the 60s. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And we have sort of a, a, a bunch of different sort of similar looking cryptids that yep. are appearing. Um, so all I'm, around the world. Yeah, all around the world. So they're all they're all coming at the same time. Yeah. They all came on the same... They all carpooled, exactly. essentially. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and are now just living here. Yeah. And I say to them, good on you. Yeah, like, welcome. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, so... It has Almond was has inspired some stuff. Mm-hmm. So he inspired uh, a novel called The Owl Killers by Karen Maitland, um, and then and she says the owl was once a symbol of female power that has been subverted and used by the church and local cults, which is cool. That is cool. Um, and it also inspired the Scottish horror film Lord of Tears, which came out in twenty thirteen. Yeah, I saw that on Wikipedia, and I kind of wanted to watch it, but then I didn't. It's yeah. the end of that story. <laughs> I also wanted to watch it, but you know how I feel about horror films. I'm watching them. <laughs> okay, I wanna I wanna start. Uh, I wanna say from now on. Yeah. If we can, every time we record a show, if we can find a horror film beforehand, can we sit down and watch it and talk about it? Yes. Can this but be, I have to have warning what it is so I can look up a plot on Wikipedia first. <laughs> 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 Otherwise, I get too scared. Okay. Um, but yeah, yes. I'm down for that. I feel like probably weirdly, to be honest, like horror films is probably one of the richest veins we have to mine for this kind of topic. Yes. Well, what's interesting is that I was reading a thing about Lord of Tears, and the director said he came up with the concept after researching pagan folklore of the Scottish Highlands and discovering Owlman. And I I was like, what? Isn't he in Cornwall? Like, last I checked, Cornwall was as far away from Scotland as you could be and still be on the Isle of Great Britain. That's true. So, don't know what old Brewster was... But also, Green. like, Pagan Times to 1976, it had enough time. I guess to move. To, to, yeah. Yeah, I guess. Um, also, I said there's a Lost Tapes episode, which is, like, fictionalized. Mm-hmm. And in the Lost Tapes episode, the owl man follows this woman to California mm. and starts terrorizing people there. Um, 
And I was like, way to just move everything to America, lost tapes. Yeah, I got that. Um, yeah. But Jonathan Dow. That's what I want to talk about. Okay, let's do this. I really want to dive into this book because so, it's of, so big. First of all, this documentary that he was interviewed for, this 2009 when I found on YouTube, mm-hmm. he, he's in a Don't Mess With Texas shirt. He's got this massive, massive beard. Great. And um, there was this one moment I had to record audio of it because it was so fantastic. Okay. So I'm going to play it for you. Okay. So the interviewer was a guy called uh, Michael... Sarah? We're going to say Sarah. My Michael Sarah. 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 S-A-Y. From Arrested Development. C-E? I don't know. I can't. I might be Sace, and I just can't read. From my, Juno. Not Michael Sarah. No? Not no. from... Okay. No. Oh, Matthew. That's... Matthew Sarah. Oh, I thought you said... I might have said Michael. It's... You did say Michael. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Matthew. If you're listening, I'm so sorry. Um, anyway, so he is asking if... The Owlman could be um, like like an animal. So he says, um, "Could it be a real animal? Could it just be a big owl?" Yeah, for yeah. instance. And then and then Jonathan Downs responds. So the first verse you hear is uh, Matthew saying, "Could it be a real animal?" Meaning mm-hmm. like, "Is it a real animal?" Yeah. Um, okay. I'm super hyped for this. Are you ready? Yeah. Hopefully this works. Suggested that Alman might be a real flesh and blood animal. What do you think? <laughs> That's the stupidest idea I've ever heard. Is it though? <laughs> I just love his laugh so much. I listened to it like three times. <laughs> 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 you know what you're doing? Still like. <laughs> um. <laughs> This monster might not be real. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. <laughs> um. But the laugh is what makes it. Oh, it was a good Jonathan laugh. Downs, I am your biggest fan, honestly. After reading your book, please write me. <laughs> <laughs> He's written several other books, and they're like all sitting in my Amazon wish list for when my next paycheck comes in. Cool. Um, right. So this book is amazing. So it uh, this is the thirtieth anniversary edition. Okay. Not of the book coming out, but of the first setting of the element. Okay. Um, so he starts off by saying um, that uh, do oh, he says that the Owlman like isn't encrypted that it's that's a psychic phenomena right okay um, so he starts off saying that mm-hmm. um, there's a little introduction by Doc Shields and then he talks about uh, what happens when you try and study the Owlman um, and he talks about how uh, study, researching the Owlman destroyed his life, or nearly destroyed his life. Um, how, how? So apparently if you study these things too much, you can get a thing called psychic backlash. Oh, Jesus. Which, so, <laughs> watch out for that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much harder life can get when you're doing a PhD, so like, <laughs> we might already be there. I feel like, yeah, I definitely, if psychic backlash is a thing, I definitely already have it. Yeah, exactly. So he says that, um, uh, during the months that he was working on this book, um, two of his cats died, two computers blew up, so did two cars, and his wife left him. Well, uh, I mean, that last one... I mean... He does say that his marriage is already on the rocks. Okay. Uh, yes. And then... Uh, so, But on New Year's Day, with two very powerful witches from Yorkshire, they had a nine-hour ritual to break the spell. So he's been okay recently. Oh, good. Yeah. 
so so that's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then he talks about the foundation of cryptozoology. He's just like a very vivid writer as well. Like yeah. he really puts you in Cornwall in the seventies. That's really cool. I do genuinely want to read this book yeah, because you, I mean. Anyone who heard the last episode knows how my foray into reading books went. I've got right here. I mean, we can do a size comparison. I mean, yes. Uh, not that anyone can see this, but oh Jesus! Some cats are having a fight outside. <laughs> oh, it's the psychic backlash. Yep, that's it. Um, it's not a cat. It's a cat cryptid. Are there any cat cryptids? Oh, I'm sure that. Well, this talks about um, all of the big cats sightings. Oh. Alien big cats that are seen across England. So we might have to do an episode on that. Yeah. The I... Beast of Dartmoor. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. I'm very down for that. Yeah. Sorry, continue talking about this book, which yes. looks cool as hell. Okay, so, so he talks about... So he, sa- he sets the scene uh, in, in Cornwall, mm-hmm. and he talks about Doc Shields, and um, there's a description of him... Um, so he she was born in 1938 um, and it says that he uh, is a painter, a conjurer, a gunslinger a musician, a playwright, and a busker he's also a self-admitted wizard um, it says that he never claimed magical powers of his own but then again he has never claimed not to have them so um, and so he's done like loads of theater with his family and like photography projects and now he spends most of his time being a painter and he's like a surrealist painter okay and apparently that's how he wants to be known cool but also he did a bunch of monster raising things in Cornwall nice uh, to try and get this sea serpent yeah uh, but did also um, try to conjure the owl man um, in the church oh yes and um yeah, so did this whole thing, and it was uh, supposed to be like for the BBC. What, the BBC? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they commissioned the Owl Man. No, no, no. So he like called them and was like, hey, I'm going to try and raise the Owl Man, send some recording guys. Did they? Yes, they did. So this is on film. I don't think it actually got used, sadly. Oh. But then it was all over the news because uh, like the, the local bishop had something to say about the fact that they were using the church. For conjuring cryptids, um, and, uh, and uh, he Doc Shields was just like, "Look, if he's got an issue, you can come around and I'll buy him a pipe to say sorry." <laughs> did and he go for that? I, I, he did not, sadly. Um, but also, Doc Shields was like, "It wasn't black magic. Like, stop getting your brain oh, okay. out of one." Right. Like, it was just magic. Right, just normal magic. Yeah. Christians are okay with that. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, so hopefully you can't hear that car there's alarm. a car alarm going <laughs> should we just do we want to just wait for it to stop uh, should we how, how are you guys doing what do you think we should do <laughs> immediate so, feedback tweet us right now at cryptids you know what I think it just adds to the character I yeah. would say we keep going yes okay so yes yeah, so Dark Shields he's a wizard he does uh, all sorts of wizarding stuff um, mm-hmm. I have one of, I have just some notes of like things to pull out, and one of them just says, do not cross Doc Shields. I'm going to have to figure out what that was. Um, okay, so... Uh, well, this isn't why you shouldn't cross him, but uh, it is talking about black magic, and he says, the only black magic I know about is this, and he pointed at his pint of Guinness. Um, oh, that's a good line. <laughs> I'm going to have to steal that one. <laughs> the, throughout this book, literally any time he's being interviewed, he's drinking... Uh, Guinness. So, cool. 
I, I feel that. Um, yeah, I feel that too. <laughs> this guy actually now sounds pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like he's a wizard. He said he was a gunslinger. How mm-hmm. does that work in England? Like I, I don't know. It's, it was the seventies. It was a wild time. <laughs> <laughs> yep, the the wild west, the wild south. Um, oh yes. Oh wait. So this is what it's talking about about the how black magic and mm-hmm. saying that like there is no like black magic the okay. way that like us lay people who don't know that much about magic and vision. Mm-hmm. Um, so it says that um, Tony does not dig up graves at midnight or crucify toads. He does, however, wear a tall hat on certain occasions at least, and it would be unwise to cross him. Some people have found this out to their cost. Oh no. So I want to know what happened. Yeah, me too. Um, don't disrespect the hat. Yeah, I, I, they had a picture of him in his hat. There it is. It's like a really, really tall Oh, my hat. God. <laughs> I feel like I was too loud into the microphone there. That's a big hat. Yes. I love that hat. Yeah. I want that hat. <laughs> it's like, if you think, like, Cat in the Hat hat, but without the stripes. Yep. Um, it's, please, yeah, it's a very serious hat. Yeah. He's got some good stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, um, so that's going on. And then... Uh, like, Jonathan Downs' detail is just so, like, there's just so much. So anytime there's, like, something that might be, like, a little caveat, like, he'll follow it. Oh, that's cool. Um, and, and, a lot of tangents. Huh? Yeah. But, like, they, they all make sense in, like, you can follow his narrative and everything. Right. And you're like, okay, like, I see where you're going with this. Yeah. Um, some pictures of naked witches in this book. Cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> so he talks about, like, sort of histories of fairies around England and, like, uh, sort of English people just sort of accepting that there are like sort of ancient gods around. Sure. Which is definitely true. Like if you go walking in the countryside, you don't walk into circles of mushrooms that's just silly. Yeah. You know? Of course. Um, and so he's sort of saying that uh, uh, the Alman can come come from this sort of similar uh, thing. Sure. Um, okay, so anyway, the this when Doc Shields summons the Alman, uh, shortly after that, in a local zoo there were a spate of mysterious animal beheadings. Oh, no. Uh, so some of the ducks and some of the wallabies were beheaded, but there was no blood, and they were, like, really cleanly beheaded. Oh, that's, like, some Jersey Devil shit and right there. And there's, like, no, like, prints of anything. Hmm. Uh, well, there was, like, one paw print, but there's no footprints. Okay. And, but because it's, like, really clean, they don't think it's an animal. Yeah. So there would have been blood, mm-hmm. and they can't find the head. And so Downs thinks that maybe, like, Doc Shields accidentally summoned that. And he was summoning the owl man, because they do sort of coincide. Okay. Um, which is a bit, like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, he also says that the owl man's... Um, Appearance coincides with a particular date in the Burmese calendar. Okay, is that a particular? Note? Yes, because. Flicking through pages. Yep, there's a quote. I didn't. I got tired of writing things down at this point. Yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, it's all already written down. Boy, that car alarm is still going, huh? <laughs> like, if they're gonna steal the car, can they just go ahead and do it? Yeah, they're doing it very slowly. Yeah. Um. So. Okay. So it says that. Um, uh, the 16th of April, 1976, was the first day of the year 1338 in the Burmese calendar, and according to a note in the Bangkok Post, 
astrologers have pointed out that this is the appointed time when which the king of celestial beings will come down to earth with a sickle in one hand and a scimitar in the other to fight the golden, the gallon, a gigantic bird with supernatural powers. Wow. And then, uh, literally the next day, Alabama is seen for the first time. Oh my god. So. So we think that is the enormous bird. Could be the enormous bird that's got to fight, um, the king of celestial beings. Yeah. So maybe that's why we haven't seen him in a while. Because they've already had their fight. Maybe. But, like, the... What I don't understand about that is, like, that kind of paint... I feel like that kind of paints the Owlman in a negative light, if that's I'm honest. True. yeah. And, and I don't think we've seen any evidence that the Owlman is anything other than a... Just, like, a nice guy. Yeah. Well, yeah, except for this whole, like, zoo animal thing. Yeah, but, um, I don't know. I don't... Then, I don't buy that. Also, so related to the zoo animal story is that... Um, so Downs like tracks down like everybody involved with mm-hmm. this zoo animal thing and like police reports and everything and like possibly has a lot in with some like special services people <gasps> about this. Some men in black. Yeah. Some shady government agents. Yes. Oh my where God. Downs comes to visit him and then they're taking at this point down. Uh, sorry, not Downs. Uh, Doc Shields comes mm-hmm. to visit him. Yep. At this point, Doc is living in Ireland, so they take him to the airport to go back to Ireland. Yep. Doc's uh, flight gets cancelled mm-hmm. so they're sitting in like an airport bar or something cool. um, and then uh, Downs who had been given this package just like appeared at his door of his information with police reports and everything mm-hmm. um, like puts it on the table to show Doc Shields and like all of a sudden this guy appears in black and there's like this guy's like the security people one of them just comes up to talk to Doc like immediately oh man um, so like so there's something going on there. The government are involved. <laughs> yeah. But how? We don't know. Yeah. Um, but. Do you think? Sorry. So, so Miss, this guy, Mr. Marshall, was like the, the head zookeeper when all the stuff was originally going on mm-hmm. in the 70s. And then I think it's the 90s when Doc Shields, uh, when, sorry, when Downs is talking to him. Um, and so he agrees to talk to Downs. He's given him loads of information. There's a bunch of quotes from him. Okay. And then, uh, so then... Um, Mr. Marshall said, asked if he can see Downs again um, definitely and then it says we parted cheerfully with Mr. Marshall again hinting he had more to tell me about the wallaby killings two days later he was dead what? <laughs> right? how deep does this rabbit hole go? Um, it doesn't say why at all um, and, and this is sort of unsolved like what happened with these animals at the zoo that's crazy yeah um God, yeah. this is so much more complicated than I thought. Right? And it's it's really tied in with all the stuff with the sea serpent as well. Mm-hmm. And the Beast of Dartmoor makes an appearance. Um, yeah, and, and um, like he talks about all the UFO sightings that were happening around this time as well. So many different um, aspects. Yeah. And I feel like i got to get a pinboard and start <laughs> sticking string. Yeah. And then, like, witches are, like trying to summon the sea serpent um, and are doing like stuff in the woods so there's like all sorts of this occult stuff happening at the same time um, it's all connected it is all connected god I thought we were just going to be talking about a cryptid each week but now we've got to figure out where they where they fit into the larger picture of something else going on of kings of celestial bees there's something big on the horizon <sighs> we've got to solve it we've save got to the world for it. yes we do um Oh God! Yes, I'm not ready for this responsibility. Yeah, we. I'm so sorry. Um, 
Right. So, uh, Douse does point out. <coughs> you okay? I'm fine. Okay. Continue. Um, that 1976 is also the year that the like Exotic Packs Act comes into to be in, okay. in England. Right. Um, what does so, that entail? So it means that if you have a quote-unquote exotic pet, you have to like fill out loads of paperwork to be able to keep it. Okay. Which means that loads of people just released their exotic pets into the wild. Oh, I see. So like the theories about it being like an escaped owl or something, mm-hmm. or like because he's also tying it to the um, alien big cats. Yep. That it could be people releasing them, but he does point out that if it was like a massive owl, there would be reports about a massive owl, and he has read all of the microfilm for the local newspaper from the year before, the year of, and the year following, and they report everything because it's not a very big place. Yeah, sure. So it's like any time some like local school kids loiter outside a shop. Okay. Breaking news. Yes, exactly. Um, but there's nothing about like owls. Okay, it's just the owl man. Just the owl man. And he's saying that okay. if it was an owl, like they would, they would have talked about the owl. It's true. And also, it would have been seen by somebody besides like creepy peasant girls. Okay. So what weird? I mean, is it weird that no one saw any owls? Well, yeah, because if it was the owl man was just an owl. Well, no. But what I mean is, like, surely if if what I'm asking is okay. Yeah. The owl man appears, and suddenly all of the normal owls disappear. Oh, what's going on well, with that? Maybe no well, owl sightings. Maybe it's just that it's such a like big. So maybe there's the normal owls. So that's not a big thing. But if it was, if this was like somebody's pet, okay, like, like a big owl. foreign owl. Okay. some people think that it's like an African eagle owl. I mean, to to go back to my point at the start, yeah. could it be that it's just a normal sized owl but close? Uh, I don't think so. Because no. one of the one of the sightings, they see him at the top of the church tower. Oh right, of course, and you have the tower for scale. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. And also, you you're like not on top of the tower as well. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, then, I think this is the last compelling uh, theory. Okay. Hit is me. so this guy Max Ernst. Good name. Yes. So he's a surrealist. So Doc the whole time when. Uh, Downs is researching is like you need to research surrealism mm-hmm. and so finally Downs is like okay fine well I'll research surrealism my good friend and Guinness drinker Dr. Shields sure so uh, so he was a German surrealist yeah I was going to say the name rings a bell I'm yeah. pretty sure he's like a famous artist right? yeah yeah he's a famous artist so he was visiting Cornwall um, in oh uh, was there a year in 1937 oh wow um, way back way back and so he talks about them, like, dancing naked in the woods mm-hmm. and, like, crazy animals and stuff. Uh, but uh, he had this recurrent image of this thing called uh, Lop Lop, which was his bird-headed alter ego. Wait, who's Max Ernst? Max Ernst's okay. bird-headed alter ego. They've got one of his paintings, and he, he just sort of looked like a... Like a hummingbird, so more like what I was thinking of, like Bojack Horseman, yeah, like a man with a bird head. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So anyway, so he's got he's got Lop Lop, and um, uh, he Max Ernst died in 1976. So oh, is the owl man like Lop like, Lop manifest? Right, like Max Ernst living his second life as yeah. a as some kind of bird man creature. Yeah. Maybe. I really like that idea. Yeah. 
Yeah, because he's he's just chill. He's just doing art. Exactly. He just wants to like make the world a more surreal place, or or at least make people realize how surreal it is. Yeah. Like yeah. Being an owl monster. Yeah. I mean that that more than anything I think makes sense. I mean, isn't that what we all want in the end? Is to yeah. sort of live our lives creatively and then live as the village cryptid. I mean, I I honestly can say I never really thought about it before, but now that you say it, yeah. That's all I want. Yeah. I mean, this is what I... I don't even want to have to die first. This is, like, after retirement. Right. I was just going to go live in the woods and scare the local kids. Well, that's an entirely <laughs> achievable goal. You can just do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I've been saving for somewhere nice in the country. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Cave. So that's, a, that's the last theory um, about uh, that, the what the Alman could be. So many theories. Um, this book does have, like, just so many other wonderful stories about other Cornish cryptids. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, Jonathan Downs just seems like a really interesting man to talk to. And if he's listening, please get in contact. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> because I really want to talk to you. That's cool. Um, we should, we should, do, I mean, you've bought this huge book now, so yes. maybe we should return to one of the Cornish cryptids sometime oh, in the future. The, what's the name of the sea creature? Um... Mor- Morgar. I, Morgar. This is one of those things where I can't pronounce it because of how the consonants are put together. Okay. Um, how's, so how's I'm going to let you. They've, they've got it written down somewhere. Okay. Um, there was a nice little chart that had all the Cornish cryptids on it. Cool. Here we go. Uh, oh no, he's not written down. Oh no. Oh, here we go. Morgar. It's M O R G A W R. It's got the R. Yeah, Morgar. You can do if you're from Cornwall. Yeah, I can't do that. Yeah, it just sound like you know when you when you do the dinosaur noise. That's like R A W R, and you're like rawr. Yeah, it's like that. Morgar. Gar. (laughs) Morgar. Let's do Morgar. Okay. Oh, thank God, car alarm ended. It's because we figured out how to say Morgar. Yep. Um, this is good podcasting. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think that's all the information I have about the Owlman. That was a lot of information. You've, i got to say, you really picked up the slack on this episode, because <laughs> I did absolutely nothing um, um, except react to interesting things you were telling me. I mean, that's half the fun of the podcast. That's true, yeah. The other half is... <laughs> being told interesting things. <laughs> you didn't really get that half. Um, um, well, I, yeah. I did learn about the Rebitch Ignition, so... That's true, and yeah. we did Batman as well. Yeah. I have things to contribute. <laughs> um, we, ha- we have to do our new ending segment. Of course. Would you, would you date? So I was thinking about this. Okay. So Morgar only shows up in, to young women okay. for a very short period of time. I mean, the owl but, man. But leaves lasting psychological damages. Okay. Um, so I think I have dated the L-Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good answer. <laughs> Would you date the L-Man again? <laughs> I'm going to say no. It only works on being more emotionally available. <laughs> and that, that's going to be a pass for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Um, uh, would you date the Owlman? Well, I feel like you and I have different mental images of what the Owlman is. The Owlman oh, just the, seems super chill. I, I, I didn't quite... Yeah, I, I didn't talk about how all the... Downs con- tried to contact all these people years after. Mm-hmm. And everyone who managed to get in contact with was, like, still super mentally messed up. 
okay. about the Elman. So yeah, I feel like we're coming at it from different angles yeah. because having done no research, <laughs> it's just like well, this the, guy from the seventies. Yeah, the Elman. You know, he's a seventies dude. He just hangs out. He shows up. He doesn't actually like physically mm. attack anyone. Mm. Um, which is a big no-no for for dating. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I'd, I'd go out for drinks, see where it went. That's fair. Like, like, like. I imagine the Alman is quite like soft to the touch, mm-hmm. like feathery. Yeah. I'd be interested to, to just like. I'm just curious to know what that felt like. I feel like he with the wings, good for cuddling. Mm, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And with that huge wingspan, you yeah. could get like a, a two or three layers going. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, I'd be into that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe. Maybe. Well, if if he calls. Yeah. I give him your number. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, is that is that it for us? Uh, should we? Do we want to? What are we doing for the? We've got a. Yes, it is. This is. Okay. This well, is first the of end. all, if you're Jonathan Downs, please get in contact. Okay. Because I do want to meet you. You got your phone out. I thought you were um, just going to read out your phone number live on air. No, I'm looking up what cryptid we're doing next. Yeah, that's the thing we need to establish because um, we're going to invite people. To send in, that when I say people, I mean you, yes. who's listening, send us your thoughts. We're going we're gonna to be recording another show soon, uh, and we want to hear your thoughts, and we're going we're gonna to send in... We're not going to send in. We're going to receive from you sending in. God, this ending is a train wreck. Okay, so if you have any thoughts about the two cryptids we've talked about so far, mm-hmm. the Jersey Devil or the Cornish Owl Man, yes. please, gonna tell, we're going to tell you how to do that in a second. Uh-huh. Stories, thoughts, whatever. Mm-hmm. Our next uh, cryptid is going to be the Axle Handle Hound. Oh, that sounds cool. I remember you telling me about that. <laughs> um, yes. So, if you have any thoughts about the Axel Handle Hound... Yeah, let us know. Yes. We're on Twitter. We are. Um, at CryptidZone. Yes. Um, it's the same as this podcast title is spelled, so hopefully you know how it's spelled because you're listening to it. It's the word cryptid and then the word zone. Yes. There's no the in the in the Twitter handle. Nope. You can also email us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's cryptidzone at gmail.com I'm just double checking that <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what it is Okay. Um, but you can also find us on Twitter individually uh, I'm at suppitslois that's S-U-P-I-T-S L-O-I-S uh, I'm at Jeremy underscore Hughes that's the name Jeremy an underscore and H-E-W-E-S uh, my tweets are really good <laughs> quality I'll, I'll second that yeah those streets are better, but mine are okay. <laughs> mine are fine. Um, I was out drinking with some friends, and my friend was like, how do you think things to tweet? And I was like, I don't really think things to tweet. I just, there's a lot going on in there, and if I don't let it out, I will just die, so. Yeah. You just, uh, gotta, just gotta get it out there. Yeah. Where else can people find you, Jeremy? Uh, I feel like you're uh, you're leaning towards something. Yes. I have a music radio show. Is that what you're referring yes, to? Yes, which oh. I listen to religiously, oh, and I'm a you. very big fan of. Thank you. Um, yeah, I do music radio as well. Uh, it's called Distant Stations. You can find it on Twitter at Distant Sounds. Listen to it sometime. Mm-hmm. I like music and playing music and listening to music and recording music. And his choices of music are always really great. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's it from us. I said goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for coming. Uh, see you soon. Yeah, bye. I bet you look really great today. Yep. And you will next time. Good work. Thank you for listening to all of this. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> great. Oh, yeah, you remembered. Nice one. Uh, Woo! Yeah, that was good. Good work. Oh, 